Welcome, you're listening to the second season of The Baker's Notebook, a podcast about home baking. I'm Stacy, a mom of two, and I enjoy baking with my kids when I'm not teaching biochemistry lab. And I'm Mia, a romance author and home baker. We're two longtime friends who met and bonded over the perfect apple pie. Bake along with us as we find new recipes to try. Listen as we compare notes about our successes and inevitable failures in the kitchen. Learn along with us as we become better home bakers one delicious recipe at a time. This week, we're baking buckwheat crepes from King Arthur Baking Company. Bake along with us. So this week's episode is buckwheat crepes, which we actually chose together. We chose this recipe together. So uh, Stacy, can you please share your feelings about crepes? <laughs> <laughs> I like them. Um, <laughs> no, we are, we are crepe fans uh, in this house. Like everyone likes them. Um, my youngest daughter has gotten really good at making them. Um, we talked about crepes before when we did the, um, crepe cake, right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And had to make a big stack of them. Mm -hmm. Right. But those were more, you know, traditional flour crepes. Right. And being, you know, sort of on this healthy kick, we were also kind of looking at something that maybe, could take the crepe but maybe make it just slightly healthy-ish right again we'll go with that healthy-ish uh word that we had last week uh, for our chicken salad um and this uses buckwheat which isn't actually a it's not really a flour i mean it's it's going to be called buckwheat flour but just like in the way that like almond flour isn't really flour it's crushed up almonds this is crushed up buckwheat which is also not really a wheat (laughs) (laughs) what do you what do you know about what buckwheat i don't know a ton about buckwheat except that it's not related to wheat at all yeah so it's not related to wheat um so it's gluten-free so if you have people in your house who um are gluten-free you know we were experimenting with that when we did our pumpkin pie right for thanksgiving that like was uh, gluten-free and vegan, mm-hmm. um, but buckwheat is gluten-free. It's actually um, a pseudo cereal is what is what the food technical term is. Um, basically that seeds um, that are consumed as if they were like cereal grains, but don't grow actually on grasses, like the way that the way that we think of normal wheat. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the classic example of something like that is quinoa that mm-hmm. people might think of. Um, and so one thing that's nice about buckwheat flour, uh, is that it has a lot of fi- It has more fiber than our regular all purpose, uh, flour. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that right there is fiber is so good on many ways. It's good for your colon health, but really it's good because, because we don't digest it, like those calories don't count. So, um, and it also helps make you feel fuller. Mm-hmm. So you get the feeling of being satiated when you eat fibrous foods, um, uh, more satiated than non-fibrous foods. So fiber is always a great thing. And as a result of that, um, now it still is mainly carbohydrate. So this is not like a low carb thing, um, but the form of the carbohydrates that exist in it, the way that they exist, it has a lower glycemic index. And what that means is it has to do with your body and how it reacts to sugars. And what we want when we think about our body is to maintain what's called homeostasis, like just a level, even keeled uh, 
concentration of things in our body. And oftentimes when we eat, we have glucose or sugar spikes, and that's caused by carbohydrates. And we get these spikes in our glucose. And then you hear people talk about insulin and, and, you know, this is, you know, diabetes is uncontrolled, not being able to control our glucose levels uh, in, in our blood. Well, a low uh, glycemic index means that it's not going to be cause uh, the spikes as readily as something with a high glycemic index. Mm -hmm. And so in terms of our flowers, which I'm using air quotes that you can't see, um, buckwheat <laughs> is nice because it it's on the lower end of our glycemic index. So all things to think about. I made this for uh, my, my dad, who is diabetic, uh, mm -hmm. because you know, it's a nice treat to be able to have crepes. Mm -hmm. Um, and being buckwheat, I felt better making it for him than if I had used all purpose flour. Plus there's one cup of flour or one cup of buckwheat, mm -hmm. uh, 120 grams in this whole batch of crepes mm -hmm. and you easily get a dozen crepes. So it's only 10 grams of, uh, buckwheat per crepe. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and I want to say it's something like the amount of carbs. Oh, I can't remember how, what the percent of carbs is. But bottom line is, even if it was all carbs, which it's not, that would just be uh, 10 grams of carbs minus the fiber. So it's really, uh, in that sense, you know, if you only eat one crepe, depending what you fill it with, mm -hmm. relatively a low-carb breakfast. It is. And I was surprised that there's no added sugar in this recipe. Yeah. So the thing, I didn't even realize that as you're making them, the kitchen smells so good and homey and it feels like you're baking something that is a big treat. And, and just from listening to you, I realize now that this, this is, this is a really healthy recipe. It is right. It, it really was. Um, we have the buckwheat flour. We have two eggs, uh, some salt and milk, and you could choose which kind of milk you wanted, 1%, 2% or whole. Mm -hmm. um, what kind of milk did you use? Uh, we have 1% in our house, so I used okay. that. It was fine. Yeah. I actually – I went with whole because when it comes to um, cooking, if things say milk, I usually go with the whole. We have those uh, one-cup uh, things that are shelf-stable of whole milk. Um, a tablespoon of butter and a quarter to one-half cup of water. So – Really, and again, think about serving sizes, right? It makes mm -hmm. a, at least 12 crepes. Well, uh, it did not for me. Oh. <laughs> but I think it did it, for me. <laughs> it definitely depends on the pan you're using. So yes, what, that's what true. were you using to make these? I was using my crepe pan that I used for our crepe cake. How big which, is it? I, I don't know. I didn't measure it. Probably eight you inches. Think, that's not big. That's pretty small. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Got so it. maybe that's why I got so many crepes. Mm. I think I just made mine thicker because I got seven. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And it, it, are you using an eight-inch crepe pan? You you have your Daiso pans, right? <laughs> I know my very fancy nonstick Daiso. Yes, I use those. So they are eight inches, a little okay. bit less. And um, I think I just used really big portions. I was using a one-quarter cup measure. Oh, Okay. Okay. Yeah. So for some reason I got seven. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, we like our crepes super thin mm -hmm. as thin as we can get them. So, uh, 
we kind of don't. And I think they, sh- they should be. They should be thin. I, the problem that I was having with the buckwheat flour is because there's no gluten in this, they're a lot more delicate than they are delicate. regular flour. Yeah. Um, and so the thing is with a non-stick pan, it's not completely flat. Mm. And so the batter kind of gathers in the middle and it's, it's thinner on the sides. Like with a real crepe pan, it's completely flat. True. And so I found that as I was turning them, the edges were thinner, so they kind of tore. Yeah. So I kept trying to add more to make them think it wasn't. Oh, yeah. okay. So I got seven, but they were still delicious. So th- this is such an easy recipe to come together, right? You put everything in a blender except the water. Mm-hmm. You blend it. And then you let it rest in the fridge and it's anywhere for two hours to overnight. What did Mm -hmm. you do? Uh, Overnight. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. I did it overnight because this was going to be breakfast for me. Was it breakfast for you or was Um, it? Well, see, here's the thing. It was overnight and then a day because I ate them. (laughs) I ate ate one for dinner. (laughs) Oh, okay. So you were just more of a dinner. Mm -hmm. Um. Mine was breakfast. So overnight was perfect, right? Because then the mm-hmm. next morning I added the water. And I guess that's also, I think, a quarter cup to a half cup of water, depending how much water you use, right? Mm-hmm. To thin your batter. So I did a quarter cup. Yeah. Yeah. I did a quarter cup. And then I can't remember if I added just a couple, like a, just a tad more. But at that point, I wasn't measuring. So I'm sorry. Um, for not being more scientific about this but I was just kind of looking at it I forgive you and then you basically cook them for one to two minutes the thing that I found interesting about cooking these is that they're they're color right because it's Mm -hmm. buckwheat they're like grayish right yeah yeah so it's a soba noodle color it's gray yes like the buckwheat soba noodles Mm -hmm. which is exactly what my older one was like like the noodles when i said they're made of buckwheat my younger one comes down goes um mom why are the crepes gray (laughs) (laughs) she thought something had gone very wrong right (laughs) and i was like no don't worry about it it's just buckwheat it's just a different flower but um it's weird because usually i don't know i felt like when I when we cook the all-purpose flour crepes, like you kind of see a, a, a color change kind of when you're cooking mm-hmm. it. This one, there was, but it just wasn't as, I don't know. Obvious. Just, oh, yeah. 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 So I just thought that was interesting. I think for me, it's more to do with like dry, dryness. Does it look drier? Yeah. Than, yeah. And then That's you can That's a good way to it. do it rather than color. Um, and what did you fill yours with? I was so excited to make um, a traditional... What is this called? Galette complete, which is the note on the King Arthur baking <gasps> you um, did this? recipe. Mm-hmm. Oh. So good, and so it's very it's very French <laughs> and very um. What is it that the area is Brittany where they Brittany. grow the buckwheat? Yeah, and they're famous for their salted butter. If you've ever, well, I was going to say yeah. I was going to say Brittany. I feel like it's is butter because butter salt. Yeah, Queen Amon is is a Brittany pastry and mm-hmm. lots of butter. Yeah, and um, sea salt, sea salt and oysters. Okay. Those are the things I know about Brittany. It's a okay, good, it's a pretty good reputation. Have you been there? No, I would love to go. I would oh, love to go. go. I've never. We, been. Should, we should just go and we just should just eat, go <laughs> eat everything. <laughs> and so I did the galette complete, which is one you put um, you heat up uh, a crepe. And then you pile it with a little bit of ham, thinly sliced ham, a little bit of, um, I use shredded Emmental cheese, kind of oh, like. nice. Yeah. You can also use Comte, which I used, 
which I first used in our souffle episode. Okay. And that is a really, really tasty kind of nutty melty cheese and uh, kind of a, a fried egg. I did mine over easy. Mm-hmm. Put it in the middle of the crepe and then fold over the edges so it makes a square and the yellow of the yolk is showing. And then a little bit of chives on top. Oh my gosh, so delicious. And that sounds perfect for dinner. Yeah, it was a really good dinner. (laughs) That sounds like a good dinner. That sounds delicious. It was tasty. There are just, you know, a a few elements that you need to get ready and put next to the stove. Um, You make the egg in another pan. And then put it on top. It's not hard. There's just little parts to it. That's all. And so do you still you still cook like you make a big pile of crepes mm-hmm. and then you you reheat them in the pan. As you make this. As you, as you do this part. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So you put the crepe in the hot pan, flip it, put the cheese on top, it melts. It's like a quesadilla. And then you put, you put the ham in. It's really, it's, it's quite easy, but it looks super elegant. Wow. That's, Mm -hmm. that's that it does the picture um, on King Arthur uh, Baking's site looks really pretty. And I think that's what first caught our eye when we're like, oh, look at this buckwheat crepe. It's so pretty. What did you do with your crepes for breakfast? Um, So what we did for breakfast was, again, um, my dad was my dad was visiting and he's diabetic. So I'm very conscious about how much carbs he's eating. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we love for breakfast is bagels, but that's a big, like, he should not be doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Cause basically the average bagel has uh, a lot of carbohydrates in, mm-hmm. in a bagel. So um, thinking about that, I was like, well, a bagel is really a vehicle for the cream cheese and locks, you know, all that stuff that we put on it. So what if I make these crepes and put out the whipped cream cheese and the locks and the tomatoes and avocado and cucumber and all the things that we would have put on a bagel. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, we're going to use a crepe, a buckwheat crepe even, not just a regular crepe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we did that. And it was a big hit in our house. Because, oh, cool. yeah, because everyone loves it when we have bagel breakfast. And it was just a healthier way to enjoy it. Instead of it being, um, uh, there was a debate though about how to eat it. Do we fold it like a quesadilla and then just pick it up and eat it, or like fold it like a burrito and eat it, or you know? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, did I you settle on knife and fork? Everyone did it differently, is what we settled on. So long as it somehow goes from your plate to your mouth and doesn't make a huge mess, we were okay with however you did it. <laughs> and and it is it is not hard to eat these at all. These are delicious. Stacy, what are we baking next week? Oh, I'm very excited about next week. Next week, we have butterscotch pota creme with salted caramel. This recipe is adapted from Travis Lett for the LA Times. Thanks for baking along with us this week. For links to the recipes and other notes, please check out our website, www.thebakersnotebook.com, or follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Baker's Notebook. You can leave us a voice message on our website if you'd like to be featured on the show. If you bake any of these recipes, please make sure to tag us on social media. We'd love to see what you create. Until next time, happy baking.